Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts. At Billboard, based here in Los Angeles, joining me on the other line in New York is Billboard's editorial director, Jason Lipschitz. Hello, Jason. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am splendiferous. Wow. I am spantacular. That's lovely. Yeah. I'm 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 lover lover ticketacular. Wow. I didn't even I don't even know what that means. But none of these words are real. So, um. But yeah, I should move on, right? Maybe. Yeah? Let's do it. Let's okay. start the show. I love the way Jason's like, can we hurry up? Can we move on? <laughs> um, well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop and nonsensical words on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we'll be talking about Kelly Clarkson's brand new album, Meaning of Life, that represents a, a pretty interesting change for her and a, a pretty positive one, in my opinion. We'll also be talking about the first American Music Awards performers. They announced a couple over the past week or so, uh, so we will get to that shortly. Plus, in charts news, Niall Horan debuts atop the Billboard 200 with his first album. Camila Cabello and Ed Sheeran hit the top 10 separately. On the Billboard Hot 100 and Portugal, the man's Feel It Still continues its multi-format chart domination as the song hits number one on the pop song's airplay chart. On top of that, Keith, uh, we've got an interview with the one, the only, Rachel Platten. Yeah. The singer-songwriter stopped by the office here in New York to talk about her new album, Waves, which just came out, and how she's never been more proud about anything she's made so far uh plus she and i talked about why she likes to wear onesies in the studios how it's still scary to release new music and she even talks a bit about some of her haters and how they're coming around to her new music it was a it was a really fun chat um so stick around later for that uh but first keith before we get started if you enjoy the podcast if keith you enjoy the podcast that we make together uh-huh. Right. And also, if you are a listener that enjoys the podcast that you are listening to, that you do not have a hand in making, but More are listening important. to yeah. and rooting for, mm-hmm. subscribe to the show on iTunes so you never, ever miss an episode. Give us a rating or review while you're at it. Come on. Go ahead. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. All right, man. 
let's hit some of the big headlines on Billboard.com. So people, I, I don't know if you know you're you're paying attention to the buzz, Keith, to the chatter, the webs, the the internet chatter, that internet the hot, chatter, the, the tweets, the hashtags, as the kids say, the snaps. On Who's been Snapchats? indicted today, Jason? Oh wait, no, we're talking about music. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know that uh, a lot of people are really in love with this new Kelly Clarkson album. Meaning of Life uh, was released last Friday, October 27th. The former American Idol champ's eighth studio album. Eight albums of Kelly Clarkson so far includes the single Love So Soft, which we already talked about on the Pop Shop podcast. And it's uh, Kelly's first for Atlantic Records. It's it's a little bit more rhythmic, a little bit more soulful. Um, and I really like it. I, I, I saw Kelly... Uh, preview some of this album uh, a few weeks ago when she announced the album in a, at the Rainbow Room uh, in Rockefeller Center in New York. It, it was a very cool preview, and now we have the whole thing. Oh, that's right. You were, you were there like on your anniversary or something, weren't you? It was my wedding anniversary. That is, it's a good memory, man. And did, didn't you like actually get to physically talk to Kelly Clarkson as well? I did get to physically talk to Kelly Clarkson, which was As very opposed cool. to like metaphysically talking to yeah, Kelly Clarkson. talking yeah. to her by osmosis or something. No, it was real life. <laughs> I'm just sending you vibes, Kelly. <laughs> but I really like this album, man. And what's interesting to me about it is that Kelly has had this really consistent career, um, even as she's gone into albums five, six, seven, and you... She was on uh, RCA Records for for a long time, um, and she just kept collecting these hits, even unexpected hits. Uh, Stronger, uh, the uh, What Doesn't Kill You was a number one hit on the Hot 100 a couple years ago. That was was not the first single from that album. Um, Mr. Know It All was. Uh, That's another... right. Oh yeah, that was not the right single to start off with from that album. But I digress. Sorry. Yeah, and then and then her last album, which was Piece by Piece, um, had a minor hit with Heartbeat Song. Um, and then she performed the title track piece by piece on American Idol during the, the final season, I believe it's yeah. the final season. It was, it was. Yeah. While and she was pregnant and she was very emotional and she was crying and indeed. that, that performance ultimately got a Grammy award nomination too. Pretty cool. Uh, that yeah. became a top 10 hit. So she's had this, this kind of a uh, sneaky consistency, um, ever, ever since her, you know, her real, uh, commercial apex of the since you've been gone and and my life would suck without you days. Uh, this is a really uh, a really I want to say just like a grown album. Um, she's she's very comfortable with where she's at in her life. Um, she's very happy and she's she's kind of uh, striking back at the haters and and I, I love it, man. It's a, it's a really good album. So I, I just kind of wanted to talk about it for a minute. Um, it's it's um. I want to point out that Kelly was on the Pop Shop podcast earlier this year, in fact, um, for our Grammy, our annual Grammy Spectacular. Oh, right. That's true. Uh, she was on uh, talking to Katie and I um, back when Katie was not on maternity leave. Um, <laughs> we were talking about uh, Kelly's Grammy nomination for Piece by Piece. And um, in, in the conversation, we also talked a little bit about the new album, which at that point, it was like... I think we were talking to her like in January or February. So it was a while ago. And she said at that time, she called it literally the record I've been wanting to make since I was a kid. And she said that this was this new album uh, at that point was by far my favorite album I've ever been a part of. Um, So uh, I think and if you read any of the interviews that Kelly has done in in recent times, she feels like she has been creatively stifled in some ways um, with her 
uh, work for RCA Records and how she kind of called it, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, an arranged marriage because that was the prize that you got by winning American Idol. You got a record deal with Sony and RCA. And, you know, she's been, it seems like she's sort of been not doing stuff that she didn't necessarily not want to do entirely because, you know, she has to sing these songs for the rest of her life. But it seems like now she's like totally free to do whatever, what the, whatever the heck she wants. And it seems like she's always wanted to make a soul R&B 90s album yeah. kind of. And that's kind of what she did, I think. Very cool album. Uh, check that out again. Uh, I, I guess we'll see. We don't have like a projection for that, Keith. I, I guess we'll uh, find out. But I feel like it'll, I, no. I feel like it'll do pretty well. Yeah, you'll you'll hear uh, you'll hear about what will probably be number one on the Billboard 200 a little bit later on in the show. Ooh boy, I like that tease. tease. It's called a tease. So moving on, uh, the first American Music Awards performers have been announced. Uh, Selena Gomez will take the stage for the first time since her kidney transplant to perform "Wolves," her new single, uh, alongside Marshmallow after. Uh, she scored a big hit uh, with "It Ain't Me" featuring or with Kygo, I should say, another uh, EDM collaboration this time with Marshmello. Uh, also, Christina Aguilera will honor Whitney Houston and the Bodyguard, the 25th anniversary of the Bodyguard. One uh, big voice deserves another big voice in a tribute. I think it's very true. Uh, she's doing a medley. Um, I, uh, I I'm I'm pumped for both of these men. I, I'm assuming that she's got to do I Will Always Love You. Oh, I mean, I, I, come on. She's got to. Ooh, actually, I really would really like her to do Queen of the Night. Do yeah, you know, that would be cool, you know too. What, what I didn't I even speak? think about that one. It's it's very uh, brassy, Christina, like, strutty, like, you know, like, very, like, you know, it was, an, it was a, it was sort of dirty light in 1992. Oh, wow. I like that. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm stretching. Just like a smidge dirty. Just a well, you know, for Whitney, Queen yeah. of the Night was very sort of like take no prisoners. You know, I'm sort of a badass, and yeah. that wasn't always what you got from Whitney. Yeah. And so I can kind of see how uh, that kind of could be echoed in a way in kind of the sassiness of what Christina brought to us with you know songs like Dirty and the Stripped album, which came out 15 years ago. Yeah, we just had a great piece uh, on Billboard.com celebrating Stripped. Nice. On its 15th anniversary again. Uh, so American Music Awards, November 19th. We'll be Ma- there. I will say we'll- uh, I've heard, I can't say any any other performers, uh, but I have heard a couple and they're they're very exciting. Um, wow. you've you've. I don't even know what you're talking about. A little bit of a tease there, man. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped about that. I look forward to uh, interviewing Marshmallow uh, somewhere on a red carpet. Somebody in our office dressed up like Marshmallow for Halloween. Uh, which is very cool. That's an easy. That's that's kind of an easy one to do. You just get like a trash can and <laughs> paint it white. I think it literally was a trash can over probably. Probably. Um, well, I think now it is time to move on to some chart news. Yeah, let's run the Billboard chart numbers and do the chart chat. Here are three of the biggest headlines on the charts. Number one, Nile Horan tops the Billboard 200 with his debut album Flicker. Number two. Camila Cabello and Ed Sheeran and Young Thug all hit the top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100. And number three, Portugal the Man hits number one on the Pop Songs Airplay chart with Feel It Still. Okay, let's break down each of these individually. First up, Niall debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 with his first album, Flicker. Uh, the set earned Flicker. 100. Flicker. 
Um, I don't. Why did we? Why do we do that? I don't know. Um, the set earned 152,000 equivalent album units in the week ending October 26th, according to Nielsen Music. And of that sum, 128,000 were in traditional album sales. And of course, like so many other number one albums this year, Niles' first week was aided by a concert ticket album sale redemption promotion in association with his tour. Um, further. Uh, Horan is the third member of One Direction to notch a solo number one album, as we teased a week ago on the show. A feat matched only by The Beatles. Horan follows fellow One Direction member Harry Styles, who hit number one earlier this year with his self-titled debut. And, of course, former One Direction member Zayn with his debut album, Mind of Mine, back in 2016. The Beatles spun off multiple solo number ones from George Harrison, John Lennon, and Paul McCartney. Uh, And the only member of the Beatles that didn't go to number one so far was Ringo Starr. Uh, Of course, waiting in the wings, uh, not to Ah. have a Paul McCartney pun there, because Paul McCartney has his band Wings. Uh, Anyway, waiting in the wings from One Direction, to release their first albums at some point in the future, of course, is Liam Payne and Louis Tomlinson. So we shall see. No pressure. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. As for next week's number one on the Billboard 200, watch for country king Kenny Chesney to launch atop the list with his new live album, Live in No Shoes Nation. If it starts at number one, it will mark his eighth chart topper. And uh, early indications suggest that it might do around mm, 200,000 units, somewhere around there. And, oh, yes, it has a ticket bundle helping it. Oh, haven't heard Uh, of that before. Oh, I don't know. What the the heck is this ticket bundle thing? What is uh, that? What's that thing? (laughs) It's like they just, it's just like they were just invented. Um, It is kind of ridiculous. But anyway, we're going to move on. Um, Next up on the Hot 100, Camila Cabello's Havana. Featuring Young Thug zooms 20 to 7 in the wake of its music video release, while Ed Sheeran scores his sixth top 10 and third from his Divide album with Perfect. For Cabello, this is her second top 10 following her duet with Machine Gun Kelly on Bad Things, which hit number four back in February. Havana is thus her first top 10 as the sole lead artist on the track. For Sheeran, uh, Perfect climbs 18 to 10. As the song continues to grow in popularity at radio, the song jumps 30 to 22 on the all-format radio songs chart, while also holding at number three on the digital songs chart. Meanwhile, up at number one, Post Malone's Rockstar, featuring 21 Savage, continues to rule the list for a third straight week. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. We can't just skip over that. Come on, we gotta gotta dissect that for a second. Um, We have to talk about Post Malone, or talk about Sheeran, or Camila? I'm going to talk about Camila. I mean, this is a, this is a really big win for her. This song is a this song is a big hit, and and we were talking about how we thought it would be like a possible top ten hit a few weeks ago. We I did. Think. We you know we got those the Swami the Swami hats on Swami <laughs> hats. <laughs> um, this is like a Johnny Carson moment. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but your your Johnny, I'll be Ed McMahon. Well, here well here's the thing, man. Um, you know she uh, Camila leaves One Direction. One Direction, man. I'm sure. I'm losing. I'm losing you're firing it right on, now. You're firing it's on long, all a, One Direction. It's a long. Today. It's been a long day, man. It's been a long day. Um, <laughs> so she left Fifth Harmony. Fifth Harmony. 
Um, at and, the height of Fifth Harmony's popularity. Yeah, exactly. Right after Work From Home, which was a big hit. And, uh, you know, she leaves Fifth Harmony and uh, takes her time and uh, to, to craft some solo music. Comes out with Crying in the Club, which I thought was going to be a really big hit. And, and it just was not. It, it, it never really caught on at radio in the way I thought. Um, and, you know, obviously she's still a big name, but then she's kind of... Uh, the album was supposed to be um, earlier this year. It was pushed yeah. back a little bit. I don't want to say she she was in flux, but you know she was looking for a win. And then she floated out these two songs. One was Havana. One was OMG. And Havana ha- has just been the one to really break through in a way that you know. I, I mean, bad things peaked at number four, uh, and who knows how high have Havana could go i mean i i think that this is this is a huge look for her as a lead artist um and uh kind of approaching the one-year anniversary of her leaving fifth harmony and uh yeah i i, I mean congrats to her and the team absolutely um it's it's a it you know it's a cool narrative more than anything I, it, she had this song that everybody would thought thought was going to be a big deal it, it not, wasn't necessarily and then you, right. you have this song that she floated out that was a big deal so you never know sometimes it, it's um it is i mean it's a it, it is super interesting and incredible what's happened as you said we're coming up you know in december it'll be a year since she left fifth harmony and the safe thing would have been to stay in fifth harmony and yeah. to just sort of stick it out and hold on for another album even though we know from what she said, you know, she wasn't happy in the group. She wasn't following her heart anymore. And it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't her destiny like to do it. And, you know, she, 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 but she could, she could have just like sort of like, you know, bitter, you know, bitter tongue or whatever, and just hung in there and done another album and, you know, went ahead, but she took the chance of going solo, which I mean, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. And so it's incredible what's happened and that it's incredible that she's got this, you know, really big hit. And it's not just a hit because of the video. It's a hit because, you know, of airplay and sales and streams and the video. It's not just some, you know, fluke thing with a video. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks as the song continues to grow. Um, Now, mind you, next week the song could dip out of the top 10 after the impact of the video. But, you know, no need to panic. It'll probably move back up. Um, anyway, now I can move on, Jason? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, lastly, uh, this week, Portugal The Man's Feel It Still adds another number one achievement to its growing list of chart feats as it tops the Pop Songs Airplay chart. Now, the Pop Songs chart ranks the most played songs on Top 40 radio each week. Uh, we have a host of Airplay-based charts and it's not often that a song uh, hits number one on multiple uh, formats or multiple airplay charts because, you know, songs tend to be a hit in their core genre and then they don't necessarily top other formats um, it's unless it's like a really unique situation. Um, so this is a unique situation because Feel It Still is the first song since 2012's Somebody That I Used To Know by Gautier featuring Kimbra. Yeah. Um, to not only top the pop songs chart, but also the alternative songs chart, the adult pop songs chart, the adult alternative songs chart, and the dance mix show airplay chart. So not only 
is this song a hit with alternative rock radio and mainstream top 40 radio but also adult alternative radio which is basically kind of like when you hear like public radio stations that play a lot of like you know mumford and sons and u2 it's kind of that and then adult pop songs which is often oftentimes called adult top 40 which is kind of like if you took adult contemporary radio and you had a baby with top 40 radio it's kind of like lighter and not too aggressive and not so much rap um it's kind of crazy to have a song crossover and hit number one on all these different charts and i think that is a sure sign that portugal the man could come into some perhaps grammy nominations jason Ooh, what do you think ho, ho, ho. i don't know i don't know, I don't know. I think people really like this song. Um, I think it's definitely a, a really interesting case. By the way, uh, Portugal, Portugal the Man um, sent a cake today. We're recording this on Monday, the 30th. They sent a cake to our very own Lindsay Havens um, mm-hmm. celebrating this, this achievement because Lindsay has been a champion of this song for months now. Um, obviously never could have seen how, how huge it would get, but has, has really been, you know, um, fighting hard, uh, and leading billboards coverage of, of this very unique hit center a cake. Pretty cool. Um, the cake say, do we know? Do you remember? Uh, I think it just has like the, it, it has like a, I think it has the feel it's still like graphic, like the, like album the single cover, cover the single or something. Cover, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So it, send, send me a piece, please. <laughs> I definitely will. It, it was a pretty good cake. I, I had a little bit of it. Oh, um anyway yeah i mean it's it's something that's really unique i'm not sure about the grammys Mm. but but we'll see i have a feeling this song i mean it's in the top five now um i have a feeling this song is going to be around in the top 10 for a very long time you yeah i just kind of anecdotally and i love i love doing this uh to keith uh just being like i i've heard it a lot on the radio but i honestly have and it's one of those songs that you you know, no matter what time of day it is, whether it's like in like the morning, like dr- drive uh, playlist of of uh, Z100, or you know, it's it's part of like the Saturday night like dance mix, like an up tempo mix of it. It always just kind of works. It all it kind of fits in with everything, and um, that's why it hit number one on so many different airplay yeah. charts. So um, it's it's a cool thing. It's it's a great song. Um, so yeah, congrats to them. Well. I think it's time to move on, Jason. Yeah, man. It is time for my interview with Rachel Platten. Obviously, you remember Fight Song, the breakthrough hit from Rachel Platten uh, from a few years ago. And she is back uh, after releasing an album kind of tailored around Fight Song and a a few songs that sound like it with Waves, uh, her new album that just came out this past week. we, we talked about the creation of this album, the expectations around following up something like a fight song. Critics, uh, we talked about onesies. We talked about tequila. Tequila. Um, what else did we talk about, man? We It, we, it was kind of a very free-flowing conversation. Rachel's awesome. I've talked to her a bunch. And, uh, yeah, here, here we go. Here is Rachel Platten stopping by the Pop Shop Podcast. All right, we have Rachel Platten here on the Pop Shop Podcast. How's it going, Rachel? Dude, it's nice to be here. It's nice to see you again. I saw you a couple weeks ago. That's I think it was like a month, but yeah. A month ago? Maybe almost two months ago. Really? In August. Time flies. I know. How, Tempest how, Fugit. Exactly. <laughs> well said. Did you take did you take Latin? 
Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you? No, I took Spanish and French. I took Spanish too, but Oh really? Yeah. I don't remember anything. I thought everyone had to take Latin in middle school. No. Maybe it was just my my dorky town. Can we describe where we're at right now? Yeah, let's let's talk. So, so what are you seeing right now this as we so record this crazy. podcast? These are Billboard, the actual Billboard um, magazines. The archives. The earliest one, the archives, they went in 1897, I have yeah. right in front of me. Yeah. 1897. I had no idea yeah. that Billboard existed in the 1800s. You know, it was uh, it, it was a, a little bit different back then, you know? Yeah. There was something about <laughs> Buffalo Bill and the Cowboys and the circus that I was reading. It was so good. That's amazing. Well, you know, now, now 120 years later, man, 120 years later. Wow. Wait, is that real? That's totally real. Yeah, that's real. We are talking about your album. <laughs> Which they always knew we <laughs> would be. From 1897 to today, <laughs> Rachel Platten's album. Um, how How's release? You're in the middle of, of release week. Yeah, I released the record three days ago. What'd you do this weekend? Well, I asked for the day off on Saturday. Nice. I wanted to go upstate. My, some of my best friends have a house in Nyack. Oh, that's cool. And I wanted to see the leaves. I have no days off lately, and I was it was really important that like the day after the record came out, I just wanted to have a little break to like celebrate and and relax and have kind of a ritual of like before this gets crazy and I start caring what everyone thinks and and hearing what everyone thinks. I wanted just a little reset button just yeah. to appreciate what I'd done, where I'm at, look that's, at the leaves. That's what, well, did it work? Did you have a fun day? Yeah, I had a great day. I had a great day. I partied a little too much. It's Listen, on my, it was on my story. My, my label was like, wow. So it wasn't really the calm weekend you were advertising Oh, so us. they saw it on in, like on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, no, no one gave me shit. I'm just kidding. I just thought that'd be a good thing for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> that's totally fine. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, it, it must be like cathartic because you're like, not only are you anticipating this music coming out, but you're, you're doing a ton of press. You're doing a lot of promo and yeah. performance and... And then, yeah, I don't oh, it's blame a, you. Yeah, it's like turns into um, you have a whole different job once your music comes out. Yeah, your, our jobs change. They they change wildly. They are like, you know, these deeply introspective creatures that pour through our emotions to write what we need for the world, and then they become these complete different things. These outward facing, super hype. Look at me. Look how fancy. I'm literally wearing a, sh- a shiny gold yeah, outfit today. So I'm like the super plain. I have like a button up on and, and Rachel comes in here looking fantastic in like all gold and bows everywhere. And oh, there's not bows everywhere. There's just, one bow. Well, you know, look, it's a big bow. People are going to – no. People are going to think that I look like a doll. Guys, I look so – I look cool. This is – I mean, you look awesome. Um, oh. So that so. But this isn't what I wore to make the record. Let's be honest. Yeah, it was way more your your vibe. Like t sh- t shirt jeans. Yeah, just pajamas. A what lot of the time? What was it? What was it like in terms of just kind of just in the studio for for this for this time around? Was it there like a new level of confidence? Yeah, you know, I went into the record writing process not really knowing what would happen. It had been a year and a half since I'd written my last record, and I was touring and doing promo that whole time. And But before that, before Wildfire, which is my last record, I had written songs for 12 years. I had written thousands of songs. And Fight Song came after, like, you know, yeah, it was like the 2,000th song I'd written in my life. So I didn't realize that all of that work would come to reward me. I kind of thought I'd have to start from scratch. I thought, like, okay, 
that's it. I forgot that skill. I'm going to have to pick it up again. Yeah. But as soon as I got off the road and went into the studio, it was like this floodgate opened in a way. And I had so much I needed to say and so much I wanted to process. And I had these skills I didn't even realize I had waiting for me to help me get this out into the world. So now looking back on it, now now that the process is complete, like what do you think this album represents in terms of I mean, I, I really like this album and, and I, I, I spent some time with it over the weekend before before mm. our chat. Um yeah, what is it what are these songs, what does this collection mean to you? It's just me, honestly. It's just all I don't know. It's just all of me. And it really is me without any filter. And it's kind of showing all of my sides where maybe um, the last record was me at my most, like, vulnerable in a kind of broken way mm-hmm. because I had not yet understood anything other than the drive to get to what I thought was the top of a mountain. Right. But now I've since realized there's no top. You just circle it. And you get where <laughs> you think you want it to go and you look down and you're like, I have so much farther I want to go still. And I still have all these things that I, that I have to deal with, these, like, demons that are not going away. And they're almost more real once the success that you've been chasing comes because then you can kind of look around and pause and be like, okay, I got what I was, what was distracting me and what I was singularly focused on. And now I can look around and assess, well, where am I in my relationships? Where am I, um, you know, as a friend, as a wife, as a daughter, as like, you know, whoever in this world as an artist. Yeah. And the, the album was just me being honest and going through all of that. And parts of it were extremely fun to write. Like, there are songs where I drank tequila all night in the studio and made everyone wear onesies and, like, it was party time. And then there were songs that I wrote in the middle of the night at, like, 4 a.m. And they were, like, grace. And they were honest, really, really raw songs of me questioning God or whatever you believe is up there, what the hell is going on? Why I don't recognize myself. Why am yeah. I being jealous? Why do I feel insecure? Who is this? And there are songs that are me um, angry. And there are ones where I'm feeling really sexy. And it's just kind of me, 360, no filter. Yeah. So what? how did the onesies, like help the process you and your friends well first of all i love one season <laughs> i just don't really like getting dressed is the is the real tr- is the real thing i know i look extremely put together today yeah. this took a lot of <laughs> a lot of really nice women helping me um i first of all i mean it's just an outfit boom you're done done you're making a statement done. you're showing up you're an animal you yeah. <laughs> you're comfortable what kind of onesie, like, do you have, have, like, a favorite? I have a lot of them. A lot of them? A lot okay. of them. I don't, I, I don't own any. You don't own? Well, you know what, dude? I can fix that for you. I have oh, so yeah. many. Send okay, I have, a, I have a unicorn Okay. one. I really like that one. I also have a panda. Okay. Um, Here's one I just posted today. This is me and all my friends this weekend wearing oh, wow. onesies. Wow. <laughs> okay, so we're looking My at... husband has, like, an upsetting, like, brownie crotch <laughs> one. Like, what the oh, fuck no. is that? Um, <laughs> I have a cat. I don't know. Okay. Cool. I, they're comfortable but i think it it's funny because a lot of making this record was me feeling like a little kid and not feeling like there was any rules in yeah. what it had to sound like where the production had to sound like what the songs had to sound like and i think if i'm gonna go to like a deep place about the onesies it's it makes you feel like a little kid too yeah you know you feel like you're just playing and yeah. you're silly and you look down at yourself and you can't take yourself seriously and so the adult part of you that that criticizes and that judges before art is made is gone. Yeah, there's no filter. It's true. Did you did you dress up for Halloween? Tequila does that too. Uh, tequila, <laughs> tequila, 
tequila helps that as well. Um, did you dress up for Halloween or was it just like a onesie parade? I didn't. I was just up. Yeah, I was just at this house upstate. Oh, right. And we, yeah, like, so. we had a party, but it okay. was just the six of us. And so no yeah, costumes. Yeah, we put on. No, everyone put on weird costumes. But oh, I, I okay. didn't go to any like costume parties. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So wait, what did you what did you that, dress That. I mean, I just was like cycling Got through. It. I don't know. I was like this. I had this put strange mask that my friend wore to Burning Man. It's so bizarre. It's wow. like it was like five hundred or six hundred dollars. This mask. What? I know. What kind of mask it had, like, is this? Fur on it and le- made out of leather. <laughs> it was crazy. I don't know. Someone came down in like a pharaoh costume, and then I put that on. And I don't know, dude. Wow. Yeah, there was a sounds panda. Like a, this sounds like a, like I said, very cathartic. Post- a lot of artists. Um, release. I was thinking of a lot of artists and That's creators. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. So, are you are you the kind of artist that is constantly thinking about new songs in terms of, like, are you already thinking about the next project? Are you like, or are you like in the mindset of like, wow, this was like uh, something huge to deliver. I need to like let my brain breathe for a minute. That's a really good question. I I'm so proud of this. I've never been more proud of anything I've made. I f- love these songs, and so I wanted to recognize. And allow myself to rest in that. But I am a writer and I'm a songwriter and I'm a producer and like I can't help but be inspired and want to soak up more things. So my brain is going to the next thing. But I am trying to like pull the reins a little bit and let myself chill. But Mm -hmm. I do have to say that I had a lot of – I was really nervous leading up to releasing this because it's scary. It's so scary to release new music no matter like how confident someone thinks they'll be going into it. Yeah. A couple days before, that confidence shrivels up and you're like, oh, my God, this thing is going to be judged by the world now. Yeah. So the thing that kind of helped me with that was this understanding that I am going to keep creating for the rest of my life, that this isn't this is just a stamp on time. And yes, I am obsessed with it. And yes, I love these songs. But there's going to be another project that I'm obsessed with next year. And yeah. probably in a month, the next thing I write, I'm going to fall in love with. Yeah. And that really helped me with kind of relax the fear and understand that I, I, my job is just to create. And it's not my job how people are going to respond. So all I have to do is just keep creating. And that yeah. kind of gave me peace. It's a very healthy outlook. I like that. Thanks, now, are, are you on social media, like looking at once the album drops on social media, like looking at tweets and yeah totally it. it's terrible totally? yeah. oh really Ugh, yeah I sh- no 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 the responses have been amazing oh okay good no no they've been actually, the habit is terrible the habit's terrible it's yeah. such a bad thing to do it's so unhealthy I, I told myself i wasn't gonna do it but it's a nice little confidence boost right you know it's funny because the thing that i'm seeing the most are a lot of um like cool you know tastemaker people being like wow. oh shit i can't believe i'm saying this but this rachel platten record is fire and that's you know, a that's a confusing compliment <laughs> for me because i'm like okay thank you thank you i guess <laughs> i just i seen a lot of that people being like yo i can't believe i'm saying this but this shit is crazy wow see but that that's but that makes it presumes that the tastemakers weren't on you before i don't think that they were i think that what happens with pop culture is that if something is so saturated yeah the take like you're the, you know this yeah the take is what's counterculture yeah so the take on me what like the interesting view wasn't yay rachel platten because yeah. it was being shoved down everyone's faces in ford commercials on the presidential <laughs> campaign everywhere you go fight song and stand by you was like the encouraging anthems so the interesting take was this shit is lame yeah. Like the cool person's take. I mean, at least this is how I was ex- under trying to understand it. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
I don't know if that's true. What do you? Not even with me personally. Do you think that's true as yeah, a journalist? I think, Is that? I, I think it, I think it's somewhat true. I mean, I think that there are some artists. I, I mean, I think it's also by genre. I think mm. it's. I think that happens a lot in pop music. I think it happens less often in hip hop. Right. De- I think you... it. Yeah. I think it definitely happens in in rock music. Yeah. I think it just it really is. But like as as you know, genre agnostic as we are now in terms of our society and listening habits, I do think people see like pop singer songwriter and it's just it's it's harder to kind of sell those those tastemakers on. Yeah, dude, why are you that's not like the cool thing to introduce people yeah. to. Everyone's introduced. Yeah. And that's not the interesting yeah. article that everyone's gonna be clicking on. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Oh. <laughs> but what what is what is funny is that what I'm seeing now and I have no idea if this is true or if this is me just babbling, is that because it was, like, popular to be like, this is lame, fight song's lame. So now the counterculture counter culture is like, wait a second, this Rachel is cool. cool. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Come on board. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. I mean, you but know. I, but I have reached a healthier place of, even though I was looking that first day just to see because I couldn't help it. Yeah. I can honestly say that I don't really care. Yeah. I, I cared and I go through little glimpses, but my heart, like how I really feel if I've meditated, if I'm like kind of calm in myself and I'm grounded, I don't, that's not why I make music. Yeah. It's not what's going to determine um, if I love something or not. Yeah. At the at the end of the day, you have to be true to yourself and, and what you want to create because, you know, if you really wanted to create like a post-rock album to impress the pitchforks of the world. Like you could try to do that, but it I don't even be know what post-rock is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm such a loser. It's I don't a, know. It's a, a mostly made up genre, but that's, a, but that's okay. okay. Is it like some dude in Brooklyn being like, yeah, yo, I mean, Jim, I'm going to come over and play drums later. Yeah. And like, yo, no one's heard of this out this band yet. Cause it hasn't yeah, even been made. Basically. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta work on that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing that, but you're picturing me like going over with my beat up yeah, guitar, to yeah, exactly, and just like tra- traversing Brooklyn, <laughs> like time. being like best new music. Oh, I got it now, and like you know but, what's funny? I that is actually how I came up. Yeah, it was a lot of that. Yeah, it was like traversing around the city with my humongous keyboard, with my guitars, really setting up in tiny little coffee shops, mm-hmm. in lounges everywhere, Brooklyn, New York. Jersey and and making money by playing covers or playing open mics for for years. Yeah, I lived in a van as I traveled around the country. Oh my goodness, I built a bed in the back of it. I mean, I think like I I think people know that story that it yeah. took a long time. Well, now does it does it for, feel does it feel um, how different does it feel like? Do you miss those days at all, or is it just like that's new stability, that new recognition? Is is it? Um. I I miss the sweetness of touring in a van. Is there something so sweet about it? Yeah. You know, you're like all in it together and it's simple. And I'm driving and my tour manager is doing like the directions and someone else is figuring out where the next place we're going to stop for food is and someone yeah. else is figuring out where we're going to sleep that night. And it's like we're all in it. It's Now I have this humongous team and this massive machine that moves like a big, slow giant when we have an idea <laughs> not that it's not incredible to have yeah. all that support but yeah it's something there's something dope about like yo guys what if we did this and then that happens yeah because it's on such a small scale yeah it's interesting I, yeah you know it's it's almost like in in a, in 
the way a lot of people spend their 20s kind of, you know, figuring it out. And, and then, you know, I just turned 30 a couple months ago. And Happy I, birthday. I, well, thank you. 30 is a good one. 30 is a good one. It's yeah. really fun. And I'm, at, I'm, I'm personally at a completely different place in my life than I was yeah. when I was 23. Um, and it, and it's nice. Like I'm, I'm happy to be where I'm at, but it, it also is like, you look back and it's like, oh, like that's, it was, it's definitely like a more romantic lifestyle. And I'm, I'm assuming it's, it's probably something similar to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're hungry and you're like chasing and you're and you're also really in the moment, too. I think like a lot of the times what made me keep going was just that I loved making music. I was making music with my best friends all around the country and didn't matter who was listening. We had this motto. We're like the party's on the stage. If anyone wants to join us. Awesome. Yeah. There's five people in the bar. No one gives a shit that day. Who cares? Yeah. We're making music. Yeah. Well, now you're you're kicking ass. You're you're proving the tastemakers wrong initially. I don't, I don't know about that. Hell I don't yeah. fucking, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Do not make that the headline of this. Story. I have no idea. Um, no, I, I I hope everybody listening to this checks out Waves. It's a, it's a great record, um, and I'm I'm happy to to catch up with you again, Rachel Platten. Thank you so much. Um, check out and obviously we've already talked about Broken Glass. Uh, that's that's the single. Um, and yeah, just the whole album is. I, I just you know what's funny though, Broken Glass is was such a bridge song from the last songs to this. As much as I'm proud of it, it really isn't indicative of what the rest of the record sounds like. I agree with that. It's really interesting that we chose that first. Yeah. You do. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. I feel like it was, it it, it was helpful from getting from point A to Mm. point B and now point B is here. Um, Waves is out now. Um, and unfortunately, we got to wrap this up. But thank you so much, Rachel Platten. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm Once again, thank you to Rachel Platten. I hope you enjoyed that. It was a pretty long chat. I really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, check out Waves again. It's 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 out now, and uh, it's 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 really good. Okie dokie. Now it is time for the chart stat of the week. This week in 2001, Mary J. Blige got her first and so far only number one on the Hot 100 with Family Affair. The single hit the top of the list dated November 3rd, 2001 and spent a total of six weeks atop the tally. The song was Blige's 20th charting effort and came nine years after her chart debut, back in the summer of 1992 with You Remind Me. Before Family Affair, Blige had reached the top 10 with Real Love as the featured act on Method Man's I'll Be There For You, You're All I Need To Get By, and Not Gonna Cry. Since Family Affair, Blige has visited the top 10 twice more with Be Without You and as the featured guest on Ludacris's Runaway Love. In total, Blige has racked up 40 Hot 100 hits. So, there you have it. Back in 2001, Mary J. Blige got her only number one on the Hot 100 with Family Affair. Alrighty, J-Dog. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I will be I will be with you physically in the office next week. Yeah, that's right. Pop shop. Maybe you know we can... and, and then after that, I'm actually going to be with you physically uh, in the L.A. office the week. Oh, after really? That. When are you going to be here? Um, the week after you come to to uh, New York. Oh, you'll be here on like the 13th and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Wow. 
Got the, bill, like two- got the Billboard Touring Conference. I'll be there rocking and rolling. Awesome. Maybe we can do maybe we can do the show in New York. We can do it on video. Ooh. I saw I saw our our fellow uh, podcast Soul Sisters does theirs on video. Yeah, I, let's do I, it. I, Come on. I'm kind of jealous. I wanted to do one on video now. I'll wear, you know, a nice shirt. Oh, gee whiz. Now I feel like I have to dress up. <laughs> um, all right. So what song should we go out on this week? Oh, man. I was going to I think we already played a uh, Family Affair by Mary J. Blige. No, I, no, we didn't because we don't do we don't play songs inside the chart set. Oh, yeah, so you're right. Yeah, I, very quickly. Um, I was listening. That song actually came on while I was driving yesterday, and um, I was just like, man, I I Were you love this song. It up? What? Were you dancerying it up? I know. Well, there was no hateration in my dancery, and <laughs> I just I I love that song so much. Let's so it, let's go out on a Family Affair. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.